Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. Welcome back, Todd. We missed you so much last episode. Oh yeah. I don't know if you did. It didn't seem like you guys missed me. I mean, so, I don't know. The Discord's been saying best episode yet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, rave reviews, five stars, and on Yelp. I'm still upset. Yeah. I did not find I did not find an Easter egg in the description of last week's podcast. I I, I don't think it, it exists. Look hard I, lo- I looked. No, I looked. Uh, no, it was it was found by none other than uh, Lady Amber Venom. She was the first one, so she gets the shout out. Let me let me read the message that she said to me. She said. So I found the Easter egg. One of you all does need to send a letter to Stick Stickly. I mean, I could send it to your email, but something seems a bit wonky with the link. So leave it for you to figure out. Oh, oh you're supposed to okay. click link? I don't click things. Don't you That's know the number one rule of not getting... That's <laughs> like, I just walk around the backyard looking <laughs> for eggs. I'm, what am I supposed to do? Start turning things over and... That's and how you get viruses. Looking under stuff? No, if they're not just sitting... Pretty on the grass. I'm not going to find your Easter eggs. And I also will say that I did know the Stick Stickly address. I'm, I was really happy that Chris knew the whole song because I also know the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it if you click on the Easter egg from last week's last week's show notes. I, I, so. I do want to know. Somebody has to let us know when they finally send him a, a postcard. Because I feel like he was always asking for him and nobody ever sent him anything. Maybe, uh, I think we should do it. I think as a podcast, we should send him a postcard. We should, we should. I hope he sends us something back. That would be great. <laughs> I think because in the Discord, people are like, everybody wants to know what happened when you send him one. Not only that, a lot of people remember the jingle. So, including Tud. I think Tud even said that he yes, remembered the I, jingle. I remember it fully. Uh, it was. Um, <laughs> it's still burning to my, to my uh, head. Same thing with the Scruff McGruff theme song, as somebody else pointed yep. out. When yeah. I when they said that, I was like, "Oh, yep, I know that one." In fact, I will say this: that I um walk around. I often walk around my house and sing the little jingle, but I substitute my cat's name in it like a crazy person. So, <laughs> so yeah, so my cat gets tortured with it too because I remember both of them. Well, there you go. See, look, we do put Easter eggs in there, and by we, we mean Obert. <laughs> yeah, just you gotta get in there. Just start clicking. Check out the links. Just start you know? clicking. You never know what you'll find. I'm just very nervous. Probably not a virus. I'm very yeah. nervous that Lady Amber Venom just clicks random links on things. That I, I think I think I have to have a conversation with her about that and tell her the the secret of uh, internet safety. Do not click unknown links. Well, if you hover over it, you can usually see where it's going to go. Not on your phone, though. You can't get a virus on on a phone. The rules. The rules of the internet. They're like a hospital ship during wartime. You don't the. They know not to work, mess with them. I think that's the best analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> well, Tud, what, did you do anything fun with your time off? Called You called out a podcast work, and hopefully I you did, did something. I did call out a podcast work, but <laughs> po- it was... Podcast mental health day. <laughs> it was it was not for anything good. So, no, I did not take time off for anything fun, unfortunately. Ah, boo. I thought you were off, like, trying to purchase a brewery from Anheuser-Busch or something. Oh, well, yeah, you know, we did get into, that was, that was not during my, that was just during my work time. Um, oh, okay. I, I <laughs> did attempt to, uh. You didn't know that Tud is a, a brewery venture capitalist? <laughs> I did attempt to, um, purchase some, some beer brands from Anheuser-Busch, but unfortunately, it looks like I might have gotten outbid by Tilray for, uh, eight, eight different beer companies, which is unfortunate. Um, you know, I really wanted to buy Shock Top, 
Breckenridge, Blue Point, Ten Barrel Brewing, Red Hook, Widmer, Square Mile Cider Company, and Highball Energy. I tried my damnedest, but you know my offer of like ten dollars didn't really work for them. Um, and it looks like your t- your valuation of those brands was different than theirs. Yeah, and un- unfortunately, I think the the bid that Tilray spent was way more. Well, I mean, honestly, it's Tilray's loss if you think about it. They they overspent. No, it is crazy though. Like, I mean, Anheuser Busch went through, and a lot of other companies, not just AB, but like went through and like bought all these things and all of a sudden they're just like yeah you know what we don't love you we love you less than the rest of our our beer um which which begs like does this are they now craft beer again is that like a zombie breweries i don't know i don't don't think so because i don't think tilray is craft beer are are they i don't i've never heard of this tilray i don't know what this is so they are a cannabis company um weed beer but they also own Sweetwater Brewery, uh, Breckenridge Distillery. So now they're bringing the brewery in with the distillery. Green Flash Brewing Company, Alpine Beer Company, and Montauk Brewing Company. So basically, they own Sweetwater. Uh, yeah, it sounds like maybe the, they're just new getting into this whole game because I haven't really heard of a lot of that stuff. I mean, you you would probably know Green Flash from way back in the day, but it never it never got super. It might be super popular in your area actually because you're on the West Coast. But yeah, they're adding a big, a, a bunch of big brand names to their their portfolio. I, I mean, I think the biggest out of the, what I named was probably Shock Top, right? I mean, that's their that's yeah, that's probably the one they've owned the longest. I feel like I remember when Shock Top, like that was one of their first uh, acquisition. I feel like in the craft beer world, yeah. Or maybe it was like maybe it was like their own in house brand. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just know it was brewed to to compete with um the Moon, the Blue Moon one. Blue Moon. Because it was like, yeah. it was always like Anheuser-Busch had Shock Top and Coors Light had, had Blue Moon. And they were the same beer, just brewed by a different company. I think Blue Moon is better than Shock Top. I think that's fair to say. Maybe. I don't know. I think I always liked Shock Top better. I think it's one of those things that like back in the day, I would always get a sh- I would get like more excited over a Shock Top when I saw it on draft. But I haven't had one in 10 years, probably. <laughs> Well, if you want to try it before it gets moved over to a new brand, I recommend that you go out and buy some tomorrow. Yeah, and if anybody knows, if anybody knows if they're going to be classified as craft beer again, let me know because then it would be hip again to drink shop top, shock top. So I just don't understand what I, I guess I'm confused on what qualifies as craft beer now. Like, like do we still consider Sam Adams a craft craft brewery? Publicly traded, third largest beer company in the world. Are they still craft? I think it's production. I think it's like barrels produced is what pushes it. But because they were all InBev, they all like, I don't know. So according to the Brewers Association website, what qualifies an American craft brewer is a small independent brewer. And by small, they mean an annual production of 6 million barrels of beer or less. So that clears everything up. (laughs) Yeah. And it says independent, less than 25% of the craft brewery is owned or controlled by a beverage alcohol industry member that is not itself a craft brewer. So that means, if you do a quick little Google search here, Boston Beer Company brews 8.2 million barrels of beer. Or they brewed 8.2 million barrels of beer in 2022. Therefore, based on the BrewersAssociation.org website, it's out. Does not count. Not craft beer anymore. This is the this is the company that you see on all like the labels of all the craft beer that we buy that says Brewers Association certified. It's the upside down bottle. That like upside down black and white. Yeah. Yeah. So in order to get that, they don't qualify. 
Okay. Interesting. Well, now we have an official stamp. So huh. that is true. I guess it does it. I mean, I understand why people want to want to classify it as either in this box of craft beer or outside of the box of craft beer, but it's really a blurry spectrum, right? It's not like one clear like. This is my grandma made this in the attic. <laughs> well, no, now we know. Now, Home, uh, you know. Now there are there are rules. We know them now. I, yeah, I don't. I reject your rules. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Listen, like six six million barrels seems like a lot. It it does seem like a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> like, what does Treehouse make? Like, I don't know. They stay like what five point nine million? Like, <laughs> not six million. They got the little symbol. <laughs> they got the symbol. I'm trying to fi- like I found the list of the largest craft breweries except for it only goes from 20 to 11 (laughs) that's a very bad list (laughs) it's a terrible list (laughs) oh here we go here we go here we go okay nope that this is number 10 what the hell i gotta click see all there we go there you go see all the viruses in as once yeah according to this what is this list.exe i gotta download According to InsiderMonkey.com, Yingling Brewery is the largest craft craft brewery in the United States, and they the sales volume was 2.28 million barrels in 2022. But then it says number two, Boston Beer Company was 1.46 million barrels. So I'm getting conflicting information. Huh? Sierra Nevada was third. I think my answer is simpler. Where it's a state of mind, you know. I do believe it's craft beer. It's craft beer. I guess. I don't know. That's frustrating. Um, you know, there there was another opportunity for me, too, to buy a brewery this past uh, couple weeks. And I, I ultimately failed at that one, too. Um, I'm sure you guys saw that I made an offer on Anchor Steam Brewing Company. But, That's right. Uh, after 127 years, rather than take my $10 offer, they decided to close the business. Yeah, that's a shame. They said I really uh, thought you had a strong offer there. Well, they said instead of taking your $10, we're just going to not take your $10, and we're going to be $10 poorer. But go out on their terms. Yeah, but go out on their, <laughs> their terms. Um, I think we talked about this before on the podcast. I've, I've never had a, uh, Anchor Steam. Um, I didn't even know it was sold in Connecticut until like that same week that I had mentioned it. I was actually like looking on the floor at the at the, at the the package store, and there, it was on the ground. Um, and I still didn't buy it. So I've never had it. I might have to go out now and actually buy a six-pack before I can no longer get it anymore. I'm um, sure it's a hot commodity now. Right. But at the same time, I didn't know that Anchor was owned by Sapporo. Yeah. Which is a massive beer company that does like all mm-hmm. like the, the Japanese beers. So I missed out twice. Um, there was I thought there was a grassroots effort to revive Anchor, but it seems to have failed. And Sapporo just said, no, we're closing it. Since 1896, no longer. Rest in peace, Anchor Steam. Your mediocre beer will be missed by many. Um <laughs> Now I think the oldest. And, uh, I think the oldest. To all the defenders of Anchor, um, if they were so good, why'd they close? I think the oldest steam-powered brewery now is in Hartford, Connecticut. Is that uh, is that why it's called City Steam? It is. It's it's ran off the Hartford steam boilers that the city uses to to heat all its buildings. It all the excess steam actually heats the kettles for the brewery as well. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. So fun fact. I mean, um, are Hart- you are have do you have an offering with them or? So I, am I gotta go- know which which brewery to short sell next. <laughs> so I, am, I am going to their brewery tomorrow because over the winter they flooded and completely destroyed their entire inside of their brewery. So they only opened up like three weeks ago or four weeks ago. 
back to the public again. So um, I'm actually going to go tomorrow and check out what the, the what the brewery looks like now. Uh, apparently, it's all redesigned. Um, it's not. It shouldn't be as dingy anymore and as dark, which was always my biggest complaint of the brewery. Was that it just felt like it was too old and and dreary inside. You needed your reading glasses to see the menu. I needed my reading glasses at like 21 years old. Like it was dark, so it should not be that way anymore. But I'll I'll provide more feedback on the next episode how that was. Okay. I like the I like seedy breweries. You know, I don't like them well lit. There's I, a little bit of mystery. I think is better. I don't need <laughs> to be well lit. I just need to I just need to be able to see enough to see like if I'm gonna get like a shank in the corner. Yeah, that's the mystery I like. The, the <laughs> mysterious shadowy corners. You know, bring back mysterious shadowy corners to breweries near you. All right. Well, all this talk of uh, Tud's failed acquisitions is making me thirsty. Yeah, we should let's drink some beer from non-failed breweries. There we go. Sounds good. Chris, I was I saw somebody post online the other day. What's what's the brewery that uh, most defines your area? And somebody said I'm from Asheville, and they answered New Belgium. Really? Huh. And I was like, uh, I don't think you understand the craft breweries that you have around you. If your answer to what brewery defines your area is. New Belgium. I've been to Asheville five times, probably, maybe. And I've been to, I have gone to New Belgium, but I was really drunk at the time. <laughs> like, I don't even think and it's I, the biggest, like, they're the best big brewery in the area, right? Isn't that fucking Sierra Nevada? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Sierra Nevada is, I mean, it is a, it is a nice building. Like, don't get me wrong. It's very nice. It's, it's a nice, like, I mean, what I remember of it. I got one beer. It was like sparkly princess or princess sparkly kitten unicorn something. Um, and it was pretty good. But and it's on the river. It's nice. Um, but I think Sierra Nevada is nicer. So I would say the beer, the brewery that defines that area the most is Burial, though, right? I mean, easily, right? Maybe Green I mean, Man, but Burial is the best brewery in Asheville. I think we can all pretty well attest to that. So, like, I don't know. Does it like define Asheville? I don't know. Would that be would that be Wicked Weed? I don't know. Or it's yeah. I feel like there's older giants of Asheville that uh, kind of are what set the foundation for Burial to build their empire upon. Yeah, it's... like like no doubt, Burial best beer in Asheville. I, and honestly, I believe best beer in North Carolina. But <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just like like even Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada, awesome, great. But it's also like. It's not a. It's not a Nashville brewery. It's not a. It's not a Nashville right. bur- brewery, and it's almost like too fancy. It's too. <laughs> it's too fancy. Um, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, like New Belgium built when they, they it was like, oh man, this is a great beer scene. So they put in all this stuff, but like, yeah, like tried and true Asheville, maybe maybe Green Man before it built the tall tower. The what was it? Um, uh, what was the name of that bar next door? Like the the original oh, Green like, Man. Yeah. I still still want to get a beer from that place. Did you not get one with us? No, I don't think we did go to Jack. It was Jackman, right? Or Jackman or whatever. I don't I think we walked in there after my bachelor party. I don't think we got a beer there and I don't think the three of us did when we were there. No, I I definitely have had a beer there, but it may have been before your bachelor party. So, cuz I know um, the three of us went inside to the air condition of the Dirty nice Jacks. Building. That's what it was called. Dirty Jacks. There, there you go. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I think to define Asheville, I think you would either go Wicked Weed or because Wicked Weed is an Asheville brewery. True. So. I mean, would you say like if you were going to define like the area that like 
the the Massachusetts area? Would you say Trillion? Would you say Treehouse? Would you say Boston, uh, Sam Adams? I mm, I would say I it's know. Treehouse at this point. I think Treehouse has overtaken the definition of well, that's that's all of that's all of Mass that's all of Massachusetts versus they have one, five breweries now, <laughs> one town in uh, in North Carolina. So true. I would say Sam Adams. Ooh, that's a good. One. Um, well, that, that that's what that's what Ted was saying. But I mean, I think Sam Adams because you know they have like a Boston name, right? And they they're so tied. Their identity is so tied with Boston and mm. New England and and Massachusetts that there's something to be to be said for that. And also, you can find them in pretty much every everywhere around the country, right? And it's that is tied with Massachusetts, no matter where where you find a Sam Adams. Hmm. I kind of agree. But, like, it's a good thought process. But returning to the, the Asheville discussion, right? Like Sierra Nevada is, is, you know, named after the Sierra Nevada mountains in California. They're not a, they're not a North Carolina brewery. Right. And, and neither is, yeah, neither is Fat Tire. That's a Colorado brewery. Right. No. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, yes. Thank you. New Belgium. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Fat Tire became a thing and they were like, oh, we can get Fat Tire now. And I had it and I was like, this is. Fine. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's drinkable. Yeah. I'm like, but like people were making it out to be like, it's like when Yingling was, became available everywhere. It's like, okay, this is fine. It's better than some, <laughs> but I don't even I, know. I do love a good Yingling, but yeah, Yingling is not what I have today. Um, it's, I have a beer I brought back show. <laughs> as is my tradition. I go on vacation. I come back. I bring beer from vacation home. Um, at least this one I did not have to fly with. This is uh, this was a road trip I took to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. How far and is that? I have um, it's like eight hours. It's not, not oh, that's actually crazy not terrible. far. Yeah, just one state over, neighboring state. You know, um, this is from their their Roadhouse Brewery, Roadhouse Brewing Company. Um, it's called Super Delic Kush, and it's a collaboration with Templin Family Brewing out of Salt Lake City. They call it a super heady IPA. So, uh, cool psychedelic can with the red, white, and blue Roadhouse colors. It's definitely eye-catching. Um, Roadhouse, I think they're a fairly new brewery. I might have had a beer from them on the show before because you can find some of their stuff by me now. Um, I think there's like three or four breweries in the Jackson Hole area now. This is one of the newer ones. Um, definitely modern feel. Quick question for you. Is this Super Delic Kush or Super Delic Kush TF? Nope. Never mind. That's a different um, brewery. Nope. I got it. Never mind. Yeah. It might be the same beer because it's like the collaboration with Templin Family. So that's probably what the TF is. But um, total crisp pour here. But you can see that um, you are not safe from a T-Rex at all. It know. is not. I don't see a light. It's, I can't, can't make a judgment call. It might be heady, but it is not hazy. So they definitely live up to the heady name, though. Look at this head. It's like an inch of, of crisp white bubbles on top of this beer. <laughs> nice, dank, citrusy notes. Um, yeah, smelling it, it smells like a New England style. It's just, it's just fi- filtered, you know? I don't know what you call that. Just filtered East I- Coast. Filtered IPA? I don't know. I feel like we've had a lot of beers before that are kind of like this which is like a new england style but not hazy anyway cheers cheers very good and very um very fruity 
lots of citrus, orange, grapefruit, you name it. It's got it. Um, more drinkable than most with that filtering, kind of taking some of the bulk out of the the body, kind of reducing that hoppy punch. That's a good word. Kind of leaving you with a little bit uh, cleaner taste. I like the word bulk. Thank you. Yeah, it just came to me. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. I unfortunately, when I tried to go there, because I was like, I got to report back on the podcast. Got got to get a beer from Jacksonville to bring home. Um, Close for private event. Which, uh, you know, a little disappointed. You couldn't just sneak in and be like, just, I'm part of the event? No. It was like, it was a rich people private event. You could tell. I did not look like I fit in there, you know. Um, it's a little sad. But, so I can't report on the conditions inside. I should have, like, pulled the podcast card. And been like, look, dozens of people are going to hear what I have to <laughs> say about your brewery. You're going to want to let me in. But, no, couldn't, couldn't make it. Um, pretty standard IPA. Nothing too wild, but I don't know if this is, I don't think Roadhouse is especially known for their uh, super juicy IPAs, um, but it was good. You know, uh, I'll give it a 3.75. It doesn't really break the four mark because it doesn't stand out in any particular way. I think almost every brewery has a beer kind of like this now, if you're making IPAs, um, but it's one I would I would go back to again and again. So it's not too low. So um, if you had to guess what uh, 81 other people thought of this beer. Not a lot. I expected more, to be honest. You know yeah. what? I didn't even talk about the what the Candon day here, 621. So fairly new summer beer. And the Clearly one, it's a new recipe for them. The one brewed by their, their uh, co-partner, T- Templin family, only had 69 check-ins. So nice. Um, 81 check-ins. I think people are going to like it. I think it's fine. Like I said, I don't think it stands out in any particular way. Uh, it's worked for me last episode. So I'm going to do it again. 4.06. So, uh, no, you're not close. You're, you would be better off guessing more in the range of what you guessed. Uh, 3.88. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. When I was like, you know, I could see the arguments for 375. I could see the arguments for four. Bing, bang, boom, 388. And then the one from the the, the Templin family's version uh, is listed in untapped as a cold IPA, and it's a 3.89. So Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see that, the cold IPA, which, again, I refuse to acknowledge its existence as a, as a style. It's catching on, man. I mean, every brewery I go to now seems to have stuck to the cold IPA name can, for what used to be an IPA. Can, can we ask – I want – I want you to go in. I want our listeners to go in and say, do you have any India Pale Lagers? And then, uh, <laughs> see what they say. If they say, no, but we have this cold IPA, say, I don't want that and walk out. <laughs> uh, I, want, it, I want someone to tell me, really, what the difference is. Because I, I believe it's there's got to be term. one. Is it really just marketing? Is it really just like a, like a triple IPA? We did this live on a podcast one day. It's, it's a marketing I term. I know. We even had Jordan weigh in last week. Um, but it just, it's just dumb. It's dumb. And, um, that's why you got a 3.88 for <laughs> your silly style of beer. But all right, I'm going to, I'm going to nurse this cold IPA all night long while one of you two reviews a beer. Yeah. Who's it going to be? I'll go. I'll go. Um, and you know, in true Chris fashion, nine ninety five 95 degrees outside, um, you know, blistering No air hot. conditioning. 
No air conditioning turned on right now, so I want to sit back with a nice Imperial Stout. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I say I'm done with Stouts, I am not done with Stouts. I don't know. They just keep broke back in. They keep, they're not done with you. They're not done with me. They keep reeling me back in. Um, and I had this one sitting in there. I wanted to save it because it sounds delicious. Uh, from Great Divide Brewing Company. Uh, it's got the upside down bottle, so you know it's craft. Uh, but this is the Chocolate Strawberry Yeti Imperial Stout with chocolate and strawberries. So See, it's on every that looks can. amazing. Sounds, it sounds delicious. Chocolate covered strawberries, one of the best desserts you're ever going to find. You know, Great Divide. Where are they? I feel like, have, you, have we talked about them before? I've heard of them. They're out of Denver. So um, I, don't, I feel like we have talked about them, but I don't know if I've had them on the podcast before, if anybody has. 9.5% ABV. Um, I don't know much about them. I, I know I know the name. Uh, this is also a 19.2 ounce can, so it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a big boy. It's a big boy. I just don't know if chocolate covered strawberries are going to translate into a, a beer. Like I like chocolate covered strawberries as a dessert, but I don't know if sticking them in my beer is going to be uh, good. I could, be, I could see it going one of two ways. I like to imagine that instead of just putting chocolate and strawberries in with this beer. They hand-dipped every strawberry in chocolate, let it dry, and then they threw them in. That would be, uh, like that would be ideal, to be honest. So, um, Beautiful, honestly, looking beer. Beautiful looking beer. Dark as night. Nice, thick hey, it's my glass. caramel. <laughs> it is your glass, yep. Nice, thick caramel color- colored head. Um, off, the, off the smell taste, or nose taste, sorry. Don't get a ton uh, coming off of it. Some sweetness, some sweetness. I expect this to be at least semi-sweet. With the uh, all the yumminess in it, so let's see. Does our dessert translate into a beer? Uh, let's find out. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I get. I definitely get the chocolate. Chocolate comes through pretty strong. It is. It is. It is very sweet. Much sweeter than other beers, which obviously I kind of expected a little bit of sweetness here. Um, it tastes on a little bit. All right. So it's from January. So it's a. I mean, but it's a stout. So you know, sitting on the shelf for six months um but uh you know it, it, it's it's good it's nothing like amazing yeah i guess well yeah seven i'll split the difference with you <laughs> um uh it's, it's not amazing it's not terrible definitely wish i got more strawberries out of it is that i smell a, a hint of strawberry it doesn't necessarily translate as such um is it too cold i took it out like right when obert started his review so it's a little on the cold side. I could probably see it warming up and being a little bit better. Um, the sip I just had was a little a little better than the ones I had before. I got a little bit more of the strawberry. Um, still not blowing my mind. I think I expected more. Uh, uh, being a lover of both stouts in the middle of summer and and chocolate covered strawberries, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a week three seven five for me. Mm. Week three seven five. I, I was like hemming and hawing. I was like, it's not re- like it's not really a three and a half. It's not bad. But three and a half isn't bad. I don't know. Make three and a half great again. I don't know. So I think. Yeah, like I gave mine three seven five, and I thought that that's a. I mean, that's a good rating. You know. I'm sticking with it. No, I'm not changing. I can't. Can't go willy nilly. Not at this point. Okay. Um. So I have the chocolate strawberry yeti pulled up here. A lot of reviews. One thousand three hundred and three. Ooh. Okay. <sighs> I can see this one being liked. Um, especially if they were a little bit fresher, it is sweeter than, you know, a lot of beers that you have, especially being nine and a half percent. Um, I can see people liking this. 
uh, probably more than me. Um, I'm going to go, I think it's going to be like a 4.04. 404, score not found. Close. Four on the dot. Oh, wow. Okay. Four zero zero. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, it was when I clicked on the review and I saw how many check-ins there were because I just thought it was going to be like six. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Listen, I'm here for that. Good guess, though. That is a really good guess. Although, like, how would you ever know to guess a rookie score, like a four on the dot? Yeah, no. I I was going to say, like, there's no way Chris is going to get it. Nope, we don't ever guess. No. You don't ever guess four. (laughs) No. Every once in a while, we'll be like, oh, I'm going to guess a four, two, five, because that's what I gave it. But, like, never a four. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. On the board. On the board. You should be. On the board. Never mind. Now I'm not happy because Tud's telling me how to feel. Let's see if Tud is going to make it to that uh, showcase showdown here. Or <laughs> oh, what? no. Oh. One dollar, Bob. Drew. Always Bob. It's like not the same show, you know? It isn't. And I like Drew Carey. I liked Drew Carey. I don't know if I like him anymore. <laughs> I enjoyed his sitcom. And, and you can't find it anywhere. Uh, no. I don't know if we've talked about this. We should have. If anybody has Drew, the Drew Carey show on their computer, please mail me a flash drive. Yes. Yeah, same. Same. This is a... Official- P.O. Box 108. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is it? P- uh, uh, write to me statistically. P.O. Box 963. New York City. 963. <laughs> New York City. New York State. 101. Oh, wait. It's like, you, it's like if someone who... You know, you want to know the alphabet. You have to start at A, right? You have to sing the song from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just tell me what Six Stickley's P.O. Box is. Uh, anyway, send me a flash drive with the Drew Carey Show uh, files on it because somebody's got them. They're on a, somebody's got them on a DVR somewhere. Right. They, got, they have to be somewhere. They have to be somewhere. Um, I remember back in the day, way long ago, before streaming services... Uh, a good friend of ours named Andrew actually burned me like a stack of DVDs and it was the entire Frasier TV show. Uh, nice. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I mean, I, for those of you that didn't know back in the day, I have, I still do to this day. I don't use them as much. I have like binders full of like old TV shows and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's how I, that's how I got introduced to Frasier. Loved it. Also sports night. Great show. Only like two seasons, three seasons. So good, though. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Drew Carey Show. This is an APB. For <laughs> We're looking. If you have it, let us know. We want it. Your, your brother, we'll your brother can like pirate stuff or something. Just have him, have him steal from Drew Carey himself. He's got, he's got the DVD somewhere. He, he is able to pirate things. Um, did, you ever, did you check Just Watch? It, it, you can't. You can't. It's not anywhere. It's, you got to go on the dark web for, <laughs> for, for Dur- the Drew Carey show. Carrey, you got to go there. You can't even buy them. You can't even buy them because it's something to do with like the um, like the music, the soundtrack, the something. I don't know. I think yeah, like the theme song or one of the songs is like there's some copyright dispute between the people who made the song and the Drew Carey show. So it's like not licensed for redistribution. Yeah, it's like it's like those things you get to say not for resale, but for real this time. Yeah, and now it's not on the internet. Let's see if we can get it. <laughs> we need flash drives sent to myself and over. Okay, so Ted, what do you got for us this evening? Yeah, so um, so my beer this week is another beer that uh, listener Lady Amber Venom gave to me when I met up with her. And this is the Holy Donut by Lone Pine out of uh, Portland, Maine. 
So with the holy donut, notoriously is, better, e- notoriously better Easter egg finder than you. Yes, notoriously Maybe better. Maybe venom. Correct. Um, this is an imperial double fruited sour ale with donuts, blueberries, vanilla, and lactose. Um, holy donut. This says blueberry glaze, so that's I guess it's the holy donut blueberry glaze flavor. Um, but this thing weighs in at seven point five percent ABV. And it says, brewed with our friends, the Holy Donut, and crafted using blueberry glazed donuts baked right here in Portland. Blueberries, vanilla, and lactose added. Unfiltered, unpasteurized, because all good things are wild and free. Now, before you crack this open, what color do you think the beer is going to be? Red. Well, like like purple. Like like mar- maroon. That's the color I was looking for. There you go. Blue Blueberry color. <laughs> like the inside of a blueberry. Yes, correct. Okay. Um, I've been to Lone Pine the brewery before i've also been to the holy donut before um never have i ever had them combined into one thing hopefully it's delicious i mean it sounds like it's gonna be amazing i'm not gonna lie uh lone pine is is one of uh portland's i, I put them at the top the, the topper end of the portland brewery scene yeah i i don't think i went there um when i went to portland but I definitely want to go back and go to more breweries there because they have some really amazing ones. So, oh, wait. You know what? Sorry. I thought it was thinking of Portland, Oregon this entire time. <laughs> no, Port- Portland, Maine. I was like, I don't know Lone Pine out of Portland. And I went to a bunch of breweries in Portland. No. Okay. Gotcha. See, I just assumed that you knew I was talking about Portland, Maine. And you assumed that I was talking about Portland, Oregon. This is what happens when right. you live on the West Coast. Yes. The far more populated much more known for beer, Portland, Portland, Oregon. I th- I think the first one is probably right. I don't know about if it's much more known for craft beer. Portland, Maine's got a lot of a lot of beer. I know Portland, Oregon. L- does listeners, too. listeners, write in. They should. Bissell Brothers, Lone Pine, Good Fire, Barreled Souls, Austin Street. Like like the list goes. Um. So fun fact: it did pour blueberry colored. Uh, this is my um. Glass by Barreled Souls, which is a whole bunch of, like, uh, cereal box characters around the glass, all holding different brewery supplies. Uh, there was a little bit of head, but it faded away. On the nose, it smells kind of like a boozy blueberry. There's still some in the can. My glass isn't big enough. So hopefully that doesn't... Hopefully that the, the, the donut didn't stay behind in the can. <laughs> you have all blueberry, no glaze. That would be bad. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, nothing else to say about this. I think, you know, T-Rex isn't seeing you through this. You can barely see the light through the thing. But it does make it a very nice pink color when it's behind it. It it does, I would say, on the lava lamp scale, that's a 5 out of 5. There you go. <laughs> when, what is, 1 is just, just straight lava? No, I would say like 10 out of 5 is lava. <laughs> <laughs> 1 is when you first think- turn the lava lamp on and it's not, there's no <laughs> bubbles yet. It's still... <laughs> What is a lamp? <laughs> Ten is lava. Five, five. Five is a lava lamp. It's out of five. Yeah. <laughs> New scale. I like it. We needed more, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah. This show needs more scales. All right, let's taste this thing. That is it's a lot more sour than I expected it to be. I know they say Imperial Sour Ale. I was expecting, you know, a fruited ale, which it is. Um, it's exactly like like a like a Transcend or a Skygazer style beer. But it's on the sour scale. It's more uh, sour apple than sour apple. It's more like the seven sour apple than the four sour apple. 
More tart than sweet sour apple. Yeah, correct. It's it does have a little bit of a bite to it. Um, I get a lot of the donut flavor. That's weird. Like I also get the vanilla and the you know maybe the vanilla is the donut flavor. Hmm. That's really good. Um, so yeah, so it is it is a little has a little bit of a sour bite to it. Um, I do get the blueberries, and then it's it's either donut or vanilla. Um. I think vanilla. I think I think donuts are made with vanilla to give them a little bit of flavor. Um, it's good. It's really good. Uh, the lactose is more just a mouthfeel thing. But this is a really interesting sour that I would I would say uh, I'm impressed. I like it. It was canned. Does not have a can on date. Hmm. Yeah. Very good. I'm gonna give this a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four two five. This is a solid a solid fruited sour. Um, I like the fact that it's a little sour. I think more fruited sours should be sour. My, as I said before, I think on the last episode I was on, my favorite Skygazer beer was like a blueberry lemonade fruited sour that that was a little bit more bitey than a lot it's of got Skygazer that tart stuff. Lemon, okay. Yeah, I like I like something with a little bit of bite to it. If you're gonna give me a sour, make it sour. Nice. Okay. Uh, so what do you think the other three thousand eight hundred and ninety-two people thought of this beer? That's a lot of people. Many much, many much people. That's that's more than both of your or all three of your beers combined. What was the third beer? Uh, your the tea, the the other version of your beer by the other oh. by their by their brewing gotcha. party. Um, I think people are gonna like it. For what did you guess for yours over at four point oh six? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go four point oh eight. Um, you are close, but no Bob Seeger. Uh, four point zero one. 4.01. So, damn. Highest rated beer of the pod. Damn. That is true. <laughs> by by a landslide, really. <laughs> by a whole hundredth. Yeah. <laughs> that uh it's good. It's really good. Um Sounds good. I mean, it's donut and beer. They're literally two of my favorite things. Donut, beer, and then blueberries, which is which are, is a great fruit. Um I wish I wish blueberries were blue though. It really irks me that blueberries are maroon. What would you call blueberries? Oh wait, no. So never mind. You don't care. You're not upset that they're called blueberries. You're upset that they don't <laughs> meet the name. Yes, yes. I'm upset that when you squish them, they turn maroon. Like it. It seems like a right. weird thing. Like I guess it'd be weird if they turned blue. Um, but maybe we wouldn't think it was weird if they just did it. It's a weird thing. Hmm. So they should be maroon maroon ba- berries. I don't know what they should be. You know, maybe they should have a name that's like not representative of a color. Like you know, they should just be like. Round delicious berries, berries. <laughs> berry. yum berries. They are probably the roundest berry, one of the roundest berries out there. That and a, is a grape a berry. We're not getting into this. <laughs> I'm shutting this conversation down. <laughs> We're moving on. We're not talking about berries. We're not talking about fruits or vegetables. No, We're right just going on. Listeners, listeners, write in. I want to know: Are grapes berries? Are grapes berries? <laughs> oh, are apples berries? The world may never know. Are oranges berries? I think the better question is, are blueberries berries? Because they might not be. It's all weird. Is fruit a Uh, berry? We're not talking about it anymore. (laughs) We're not talking about it anymore. Is a banana a berry? We're moving on. Now, Tut. um, Avocados? Are avocados berries? I I heard you entered a homebrew competition lately. I did. I did enter a homebrew competition um, at the end of July. Uh, fun fact: My beer had no berries in it, unless um, unless we talked about we talked a little bit about it. We talked about the flavor. We talked about the color. <laughs> um, 
how did the competition go? It was good. Um, I think I posted on social media, but I did come in tied for first in the People's Choice category. Wow. You get slimed? I did not. <laughs> well, it wasn't the kid's choice. It was the people's choice. This, okay. this entire podcast is devolving into fruits and, and kids. And Nickelodeon kids talk. Yeah. Um, um, congratulations, though. That's great. What was it? What did it end up you come up with for the name? Because we were talking a little bit about that last yeah. time you were on. So I named it Zoot and Zur, which was Belgian for sweet and sour. Because the the peaches and the apricots, both of which may be berries, um, they kind of made it sweet. And then the yeast I used kind of made it sour. And it was a Flanders red ale is what I decided to, to qualify it as. Um, just because I was looking for a Belgian-style beer. I didn't really think it was a Belgian sour. Um, it was kind of red, so it kind of fit the Flanders red scale. It was it was better than a blueberry is blue, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it, and when I say red, it was brown, but like it's red by like beer standards, <laughs> right? Sure. Um, but yeah, so I I, I, I named it Zutenzer. Um, it came in at seven point six percent ABV, and it was it was a hit. People loved it. Uh, the guy who tied with for, for first of me was a um, a guy named Rob who uh, has an Instagram account called Cerveza Poppy. He is opening up his own brewery in Milford. Um, so I tied for him, and he also did a sour. But his was a ghost pepper sour, uh, which was his was actually more of the sour that I was going for. Uh, and we used the same yeast. So fun fact, as we learned before, uh, especially around our Asheville trip, yeast, the same yeast strain can produce very different beers. There was it White Labs was the brewery that we went to. Yeah. Where they did yeah. That. yeah. So based on fermentation temperatures, so I fermented mine at around 60 degrees and he fermented his around 80 when, I, when you fermented this yeast colder, you got a lot more Belgian-y style sour flavors. When you ferment it a little bit hotter, you get a little bit more of the, the standard sour flavors that you would expect from like this holy donut sour or something that was even a little bit more sour. So very interesting to learn that part of the yeast style. So next time I use this yeast, I know that if I want something to come out a little bit more fruity, which I was shooting for a, a sour IPA, I need to ferment it hotter. Got you. Now, when you were talking to this guy, did you like, did he feel bad about blatantly stealing my name or no? Like, was he not at all? <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't end in gamer though. True, true. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like, are you, you, you can't, I don't know if you claim all beer dads or just beer dad gamers. Well, okay. So here, here's my, my claim to fame. <laughs> If you were to go on the Pokemon TCG app, they wouldn't l allow me to put Beardad in, so I did indeed put Cerveza Poppy. So like, <laughs> oh okay. So I mean, listen, listen. If you want to pay me, uh, give me like thirty percent of your brewery, in 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 in, and you can use the name. It's fine, no big deal. No, it's. Would you accept that thirty percent off coupon for your first beer at the? A hundred percent. I think you yes. would. I would. Yes. <laughs> No, I saw um, I saw the Instagram post and I was like, I think I would like that guy. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> so you're not you're not Cerveza Poppy Gamer on on the T the no, no 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 no. For some reason, I can literally type Beardad into any Pokemon related thing except for the TCG app. So I don't know. It's weird. And so you're are you P A P I or P A P Y? P A P I. There's no other. You can. It's, it's not how you spell Poppy. You can't spell yeah. Poppy. So though. he is. So yeah, the same name. Um, he has an underscore after his name, though. 
That's because my it's because I took it. I'm the OG. I'm the real service. Do you own the Instagram app? I wish too? I did. Oh, could you imagine if I if I just went in every single every single language and, and took it? Yeah, you have like the the Polish equivalent of beer dad gamer. <laughs> no, I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. It's, I mean, listen, I was here first, so maybe his Instagram translates into Spanish or something. I don't know. But well, I'll tell you this: he does make a good beer. So oh, that's, that's I think you guys would get a you guys would get along. Um, Yo, yeah, Cerveza Poppy and Beer Dad meet up. I'm gonna be in Connecticut in like just a couple weeks. We gotta make it happen. Yeah, Beer Dad's from that. all over, from all the world. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, so overall, great competition. Um, I did not unfortunately win the judges' choice, which I think is a little bit bullshit because you know winning people's choice I think should be more distinguished. So I feel more distinguished. But unfortunately, <laughs> my beer doesn't get brewed next year at the brewery. One year, I will take down the judge's choice and the people's choice. So, so far, I'm well, two for two what on people's the, choice. What did, the judge, what did the judges choose? The judges chose another sour um, brewed by the people from the Knights of the Mash Ton, which is a local homebrew group. So, it was a it was a very heavy sour game this year, unlike last year, which was a very heavy stout year. Which mm. is kind of weird, because the, the wort this year was darker than last year's wort. So, very interesting development there. Nice. Well, we appreciate the update. Uh, glad to see that you are such a man of the people in all of the realms. Everywhere I go, the people love me. Right. Maybe I should be uh, muchacho los los. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> okay, so with that, um, we're going to head over to our Frosty Mug of Wisdom, which is we keep in our, our wisdom freezer, pull it out, fill it up. But first, Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Thank you, Jordan. Um, as always, uh, you can find him on last episode of our show. <laughs> but Chris, yeah, he's honk, just here honk, now. Honk, 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 man of the people. Hooray. You're the one who's going to fill up our mug here with all of its wisdomy goodness. Um, good job this week. Thank you. Well deserved, honestly. 33 points. I was one away. I know. Not anymore. You're- now I'm two away. You're two away. Were you off by more than one? No, oh, to catching I was me. one away. Oh, okay. Yes, to catching oh, you. Oh, okay. Never mind, never mind. Mm-hmm. Not Ted's just so far in the lead that it's like just we're just we're just battling for second. No, yeah, what's the what's the scoreboard now? Twelve what's twelve weeks. I I honestly forget. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I know your your head is too big to to see the whiteboard. <laughs> well, I don't know, but uh, Chris, the mug is yours, my friend. Okay, um, I'm gonna do something I never do. And I'm going to go first today, filling up the mug of wisdom. Um, and that's because I've re- recently, one shower, uh, not that long ago, <laughs> I stumbled across a new YouTube channel that I've been uh, I've been really into. Um, and it's, it's, it's for a group of people that maybe you were in third grade and you just learned about a sunken ship named the Titanic. And you let... Oh, okay. And you like were like, oh, man... Shipwrecks, shipwrecks are cool. Well, 
here I am, 30 years later, however, however many years later. And um, I don't think I've ever said shipwrecks are cool. And you're you're discovering shipwreck YouTube. <laughs> There's one channel in particular I've been watching. Yes, it's called Historic Travels. It's one one guy, and like he's he's a bit nerdy. He takes his yeah, I know weird no. weird. He's a bit nerdy, but he takes his history very very seriously. Now it's uh, about um, I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of it has to do with scenarios about the Titanic, learning about the Titanic. Um, but it, he does cover other ships. He's covered um, the Hindenburg disaster. He's covered a lot of other things. Basically, anything that moves, you know, that that, that ends in tragedy. <laughs> ends in tragedy. No, not always, not always, but a lot of them do. Um, but he goes in in depth, uh, in depth, um, like synopsis of what happened. He gives you a lot of really cool information. He's very passionate about what he does, and uh, it comes through. And I, I've just been getting such a kick watching all this stuff learning stuff that like you know i haven't kept up on the titanic in the last 25 years so i assume it's still at the bottom of the ocean you know, i was gonna say besides one would, incident nothing has happened in 25 years for would, the titanic you would think it was still there however um no um uh, but he like just some of the cool cool stories that he tells and some of the some of the history behind it it's like it's it's a lot of fun um if you find that stuff interesting you should check him out uh he is very he's very nerdy he's very nerdy but i think that's why i bond with him so much so uh check it check it out historic travels especially if sunken ships blown up blimps <laughs> like whatever it is uh whatever it may be if that if that is something that you're interested in definitely check it out now is there like a certain video to get our viewers or sorry our listeners hooked um i'm sure there is and it'll be in the show notes don't you worry um, okay. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't. He doesn't have like a top thirteen things you thought you knew about the Titanic. No. twenty years ago. <laughs> no. Video. No, no, he he's, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a few, but I will uh, we'll put it into uh, I'll put some stuff in the show notes, and uh, you can uh, you can you can you can dive in. Like I don't know what happened to the Titanic's funnels. Who knows? It's impossible to tell. Um, there's actually a really cool one. I, I know which one I'm going to put in there. I know what I'm going to put in there. Really cool, really cool, uh, really cool video. Really cool. Um, but yeah, so check it out. Historic Travels. Uh, good YouTube. Good YouTube channel. Very nice. Interesting. Who's going next? Oh, yeah. Um, what about Tud? Tud can go next. Okay. Um, my handle I this... I think Tud is, Tud is frequently the meat of our handle sandwich. <laughs> I, I think it's generally because I do the outro, and so... It is. I never, I never pick you for last because I don't want you to have to... Have to go back to back like that. Right. So unless I win, I'm, I think I'm always in the middle. So I know last week I gave a, a band uh, called Goose as my handle. Or the last time I was on the podcast. I keep on saying last week. But Goose. I have another band to give this week. A little bit longer of a name. A um, little bit different music. But also kind of the same at the same time. If that makes any sense. And that is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's the name of the band. They are from Australia. They are also a rock band, um, a little bit less Grateful Dead, like like jam band style, and a little bit more... Country. I'd say they flow between styles of, some of their stuff sounds like Led Zeppelin, some of their stuff sounds like Pink Floyd, some of their stuff sounds like hard rock. Um, this band might be the most prolific band on the planet at the moment. Um, every single album they do, they do in a different rock style. So like I said... 
some of their stuff is Led Zeppelin. Well, they have an entire album that basically they just try to like sound like Led Zeppelin. Um, another album they try to sound like Pink Floyd. Another album they try to sound like U2. Like they just they just go all over the place. I will say that this band also puts out a couple albums a year. So in 2022, this band released six albums. Um, if you go on Spotify, they have 27 albums this band has put out. And they all started in 2011. So this band has been prolifically writing music over the past 12 years, 13 years. Um, plenty of different stuff to check out by them. I really like their album, um, Ice, Death, Planets, Lungs, Mushrooms, and Lava. Nice. Uh, but I would check out, I, I think a lot of their stuff is good. It's a it's a good band to just kind of put on in the background um, and just listen to because you're going to go through all different types of styles. You're going to go through songs where it's mostly instrumental. You're going to go through songs where there's a, a an upbeat beat to it. There's going to be songs that are that are, are kind of mellow and chill. Uh, I would check them out. They're you know, there's a lot of crossover between Goose and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard just because they're they're kind of two of the hottest like new bands going. But if you're looking for how something did you unique, discover? How did you discover them? I was looking for uh, shows, for concerts to go to, and they just happened to pop up, and I was like, "What the hell is a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard?" It's a catchy name, I will say that. It, it is, and I was like, "That's just a weird name," and so it kind of stuck with me. And I, then, then I was listening to, to Goose Radio um, and Grateful Dead Radio, and they just popped on. And I was like, well, they're kind of cool. So I checked them out, and it's it's good. It's very different um, from Goose and Grateful Dead. So don't go into those. If you don't like either one of those bands, I would say that King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard may be a little bit more your speed. Because it's a little bit more normal, like, like what you would... like pop rocky i guess but they're not pop rock i don't i don't know how to describe it because you know like i said 23 or 22 albums or 23 albums in 13 years like that's a lot of albums right um yeah we'll put some we'll put some in the show notes yeah i would recommend putting the you know one song to listen to would be i think magma that'll be linked down in the show notes 10 out of 5 <laughs> there you go um i have a more prolific artist that I want to share with you, but that'll be after. That'll be just for just for you, Ted. Not not for the podcast. Okay. After the show. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't um, know why you wouldn't just share it with everybody, but that's fine. I, you know, I didn't want to step on your handle. Maybe it'll be a handle in the future. Uh, maybe you'll make it a handle. I don't know. Maybe. But um, I think I think I'm going to take this mug if you don't mind. If you're sure. So inclined to give it up. Um, I'm going to do something we don't do very often, and that's an article of clothing. Underwear. Um, Go buy some. No, I guess we've done underwear before, and I've done shoes a couple times. But this is um, a belt, a belt I've enjoyed. It's Arcade Belt is the brand. They, uh, you can find them at some like outdoor goods stores. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them on their own website. They are like stretchy, elastic, but they also kind of have a very low profile band um, and clasp, which I really enjoy. Um, I really like them for hiking with. They're good for other physical outdoor activities. Um, they could be easier to adjust, but the fact that they're not super easy to adjust means that they stay right where you have them adjusted. You know what I mean? Um, because it's it's not like the normal belt with the loops where you can only have so many finite adjustments. It's like um, you can adjust it however exactly as tight as you want it to be. So they're 
pretty reasonably priced too. I want to say like 25, 30 bucks you could find them. And they have some really fun designs. I'm a boring person. So I went with black because I don't care what my belt looks like. <laughs> but um, if you're a fashion conscious person, there's definitely a belt out there for you. Like, so they have like, I think some national park themed belts, um, just some cool outdoorsy designs, arcade belts. Um, if you're in the belt market, I would say check them out. It's very similar to that, what I just sent you, which is a belt I just bought the other day. There we go. You were in the belt. I was I was a few days too late for Ted's uh, being in the belt market. Yeah. But. Yeah, I was right there. But I bought a similar style belt. <laughs> I bought a brown one and a black one. Nice. I will say I think your uh, your arcade belts have a better um, a better logo for sure. Yeah, they're neat. They're good. They're good belts. So with that, we'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, we'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will thank Lone Pine and Lady Amber Venom for their Holy Donut Blueberry Glazed Sour. I would like to thank Great Divide for their Chocolate Strawberry Yeti Imperial Stout. And I want to thank Roadhouse Brewing Company for their Super Delic Kush. Please make sure you head over to all social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you head over to Discord and join the live conversation um, over there. Links in the show notes. Also, hashtag follow the email if you ever want to contact us directly. Send an email over there. We do appreciate those emails, so keep them coming. And finally, Patreon, little as a dollar a month. You can join, uh, get extra episodes, drink along with friends over there. And also, make sure you head over to your favorite podcast listening app. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. It does help. Um, we do like to see them. We do check. So, you know, make sure you're leaving those because it's it's helpful when people try to find our podcast. And like, oh, this is a five-star rated podcast. It makes us feel good. It makes a listener, you know, know that they're getting into a good podcast. So, do that as well. And with that, my name's Doug. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. So, what was said at the end of last week's episode? I, I couldn't hear what you had said about me because the music was too loud. Probably, probably all good stuff. Probably nothing bad. Yeah, that's what I remember too was that it was like how you would without you the show wasn't the same. No, no, it was really about the, the it was point. about the the, the the conversation fading off into oblivion. Yeah, just without you, our outros just we just don't have it. We don't uh, have the juice, you know. I don't think that's yeah. what it was, but I'll believe you. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds I, right, honestly. I, I can't hear you, honestly, over the music. Kind of. It's too loud right now. I I don't know. No, I know this conversation's been going on for a lot longer than the music's gone on. <laughs>